in the heart of Central Texas, it's the Best of the Outdoors podcast. Brought to you by Texas Fish and Game Magazine, the voice of the Texas outdoor nation. I'm your humble host, Dustin Von Warnke, author, outdoor writer, videographer, speaker, blogger, and podcaster. And I'm so excited that you took the opportunity to download our show or stream it online, however you're listening. Thank you so much for doing so. Well, it's that time of the week again, and I apologize. We've been away from the podcast studio the last couple of uh, weeks. Uh, We had another show that was due to come out a couple of weeks ago, but um, we got really busy with SHOT Show coverage the two weeks after SHOT Show, um, or at least the week after SHOT Show for sure, and um, and we didn't get the new podcast that I recorded after um, during SHOT Show that released during SHOT Show. We didn't get it out until uh, until just last week, or two weeks ago, so we were a little bit behind on getting a new show out, so I apologize for those of you guys that follow Texas Fishing Games' website, fishgame.com. Uh, we were just busy with a lot of other coverage before we could make the podcast go live, so that's why we are delayed a little bit on getting a new show out, but I'm excited you're here. As I promised, I would talk about the SHOT Show coverage on this episode, and uh, we've got a couple of different things I'm going to bring you. Lou Marillo, who is our hunting editor and bow hunting editor for Texas Fishing Game, is uh, joining me on this show. And I've got a pre-recorded show with him. And then I also have Lou and Chester, because they did a lot of work at the editorial end of the show, covering everybody on the camera um, for our audience at fishgame.com. And I've got kind of a wrap-up of them um, talking at the, uh, at the part of SHOT Show. Uh, at the very end before they left so uh, lots of fun there so i know i'm a little bit delayed on getting a podcast out for shot show since we're a couple of weeks after that now but um i at least have some good content for you there a couple of housekeeping notes before we start i just wanted to um ask that you please subscribe to the show if you've not done so already that would be awesome and um if you have the opportunity please tell a friend about the show as well that would help us get the word out and help us to uh grow this show even more and get even more listeners inside and outside of the texas market and that would be great so if you have a friend that uh is interested in the outdoors and stuff that goes on in the world of the outdoors please tell them about this show and share this in social media if you uh, found this in social media share this on your on your personal timeline or however you share your social media posts so we're going to go first to the uh recap of shot show that chester moore and lou Marillo did that's coming up right now and uh after that we'll get into my interview with lou Marillo that i just had the other day um it's kind of a follow-up to the shot show uh coverage hey i'm chester moore and i'm lou Marillo. We're at the SHOT Show in Las Vegas. Uh, This is our last day here for most of the Texas Fish Game Crew. And uh, if you look out of the floor right here, you can see how massive, massive the show is. But um, we've been scouring the show for all kinds of great products for you guys out there. And um, was there anything that really caught your eye the last couple days? I've been having such a great time here. We've been upstairs, downstairs. I mean, everything here is just fantastic. Loophole here. This this booth really caught my eye, particularly their thermal. thermal. Yeah. That's a fantastic item. I think it's coming out earlier or later this year. I think it's like seven hundred bucks or something like that. It's a great price for that. We we had some other people around here and I think the the most inexpensive one we found was twenty five hundred dollars. I mean when he said seven hundred dollars, couldn't believe it. So yeah, we're having a great time here, believe me. This is a real good show. 
and I can't wait for next year. You know, I was looking at a lot of things, not just for shooters and guns and things, but hunting components. And over at Wild Game Innovations, they had a product called the Reactor. And um, it, it looks like a volcano blew up on a stump when you put on What happens is you pour it on and it has a chemical reaction. It goes up into the air and it brings this apple-type scent into the woods. It disperses that scent as a, you know, something for the olfactory glands of the white-tailed deer to lure man, right? But then it hardens and it's a mineral. It's a mineral lake. So I thought that was kind of cool. And that's something you might be able, if areas you can't bait, maybe tweak the boundaries of legality, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, you might not be able to bait, but maybe you could put a mineral lick if your deer lease doesn't allow you to bait or something you like know, that. No, I saw, I saw something at Tinks that really caught my eye, too. It was a spray, uh, spray gel. Yeah. Something new this year. You spray it, and it'll go 10 feet, I think, and, you know, you can keep your human scent out of that area and spray it, and it'll stay on the, it'll stick right to the trees and to the limbs and to the grass all around it, and the, the, when it rains, it won't take it away. The scent still lasts. Real good product, pretty cool. Yeah, something that really uh, grabbed my attention was the amount of air guns. Oh, I yeah. grew up hunting on the railroad tracks behind my house. Yes, no, that's not legal now. I had no idea of laws in 1986 when I was 10. Or did uh, you care? Yeah, 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 that I cared back then. But, um, and we didn't have my little Sheridan 20 caliber out for rabbits and stuff. And I, I'll never forget seeing a mountain lion. A cougar walked out 10 yards from me. Now, back then, I'd have been dead if I tried to shoot it with that. But they have 45 caliber. Yeah. 45 caliber air guns. Now with suppressors. There's a video of that at fishgame.com. So air guns with suppressors. I mean, the technology for air guns is caught up. Uh, it's kind of a niche market, but for people who want something a little bit different, people want to maybe take their son or daughter's air gun to the next level. Maybe actually go hunting for garments or something. You know, we, actually saw, we actually saw another booth that, on the air gun we were talking about. Yeah. It was an air gun that actually shot a bolt out like for an arrow. Wow. It was a combination crossbow air gun, and it was a real, that's on Texas Fishing Game website as well, but it was really cool. I mean, the, the guy who invented it was there, and he was explaining this whole thing to us, and, to, and it's, it, it was catching everybody's eye. Everyone was stopping to look at it. It's just so unique. It's so different. A lot of things are. You know, I'm not a real big turkey hunter, although I have one of the greatest turkey hunts in my life with you years I, ago. I love it. Yeah, it's good stuff. He's the turkey guy, love but it. it really caught my attention, the flambo. The oh, new oh, yes. spinach strut. I yeah, mean, that, that thing was, cool. was phenomenal. So um, it has uh, photo-printed feathers. The tail feathers were yeah. actually photorealistic print. Yeah. And I thought that was cool. And it spins. It's got a, a, live, you know, a lot of live action to it. Looks realistic. I remember my dad had an old turkey decoy that barely resembled a turkey, right? This thing, I might like shoot and think it's a turkey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was great. I also stopped at Flexstone this morning, and I happened yep. to see the, some of the new calls they've got out there. They've got a brand new set of turkey calls out there that look phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, some guy started using it. They sounded great. Uh, I talked also about the deer calls out there. They've got a, a grunt call and a stork yeah. wheeze call that sounds incredible. And it's it just really, really good. And we also stopped and we had, uh, I forgot the booth name now, when we stopped and we saw the uh, setup for the blind. It was a small blind, yeah. But with the with the lot with the uh, inside that popped out like these uh, pop up blinds, you know. So it wasn't yeah. all flimsy. Great idea, really yeah. good idea. Yeah, we had a ball. It was a great. It's a great turnout for the show. I mean, I don't know how many folks are here. It's it's pretty much it's pretty insane. It's packed. But uh, it was a great turnout and um, a lot of videos. We didn't catch everything. We tried to catch everything that caught our eye at least. You can check those out at uh, fishgame.com. Uh, Elliot Donald, our digital publisher, is uh, uploading them right now. There's probably 20 of them up right now. 
check out some blogs and things. Chester Moore, Lou Marillo, checking out from shot. Okay, here's my interview with Lou Marillo. Uh, Lou is an awesome guy. He has uh, been our editor for over 10 years now for uh, the hunting, bow hunting and, and, uh, and hunting um, section of the magazine. And uh, he writes a monthly column called Bare Bones Hunting, and it's great. It's just a great uh, – he's a great writer and a great guy to follow, and I've been a big fan of his for many years, so it's kind of an honor to have him on the show. I plan on having him on the show many, many, many more times in the future because he's been a great guest and just a very knowledgeable guy. He actually lives in New York and uh, tours with a band called Manowar. His stage name is Eric Adams, which is awesome. And uh, Manowar has been around since 1980 as a heavy metal band uh, that tours a lot in Europe and is well known definitely in uh, that part of the world but is well known here too for any metalheads out there that are uh, that are fans of uh, hunting and heavy metal uh, Man of War is a, a band that he heads up as the lead singer so that's kind of a cool little fun fact about one of our guests <laughs> that you may not have known uh, so anyway here's my interview with Lou Marillo. Joining me on the phone today is Mr. Lou Marillo, the hunting editor of Texas Fish and Game. How are you doing today, Lou? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. It's good to be back in New York. Uh, I, I like Texas, though, i got to tell you. <laughs> it's a lot warmer down there right now. Oh, my goodness. So you, you live in, in New York and write for a Texas magazine. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, we love you. Cool. I, I've I been. To, a, yeah, go I ahead. Get, I'm sorry. I get to hunt down there, and I get to hunt up here, too, so it's all different types of hunting I get to do, which is, right. uh, which is really cool. We have a pretty easy down in Texas compared to New York, though, don't we? Yeah, you know what's nice about it? You guys have, te- you guys have hunting all year long. Right. I mean, that's cool. Uh, up here, you know, we have seasons. We have to follow the seasons. And, you know, like this year, the, the whitetail season was not too uh, good to me, and and it's over, so it's now I have to wait till uh, my hunting is over until uh, October of next year. So right, October of this year. So it is what it is. Yeah, and no, I know it's 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 uh, some time passes, and the thing that I guess we take for granted sometimes here in Texas is that we have. You know, year-round hunting for exotics and year-round hunting for for wild hogs and those kind of things that a lot of people are just like, yeah, it's no big deal. I'll go whenever. And it's just like nobody else has this really in the United States besides our state. We take it for granted, you know. I mean, it's true. That's right. Well, everybody in the United States goes to Texas to hunt. So it's a business down there now. (laughs) It's a huge business down here. Well, and I was going to mention about you, um, I've been a fan of your column that you have in our magazine every month. And uh-huh. well, what's that column called again? I forget. I just read it. I don't read the title Bare of Bones. it. Bare, Bare Bones. Bare Bones Hunting. Bare Bones Hunting. Okay. And yeah. that's a yeah. fantastically written column. You've written for us for how many years now, Lou? Oh, God. I think I started in 2006, I think. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure it was 2006. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a good time with it. It's a cool. lot of fun. It's. I, I've been following the magazine, I guess, since... I started working for the magazine in 2014 into 2013. Yeah, into 2013 mm-hmm. or the middle part of 2013, and um, uh-huh. I got to um, I got interested in bow hunting about the same time I picked up the magazine. You know, maybe this has been yeah. 11 years ago. And I said, well, yeah. this Lou guy yeah. seems like he knows what he's talking about. And I've read the articles <laughs> in there off and on ever since. I mean, that's I just can't believe it. It's well, about the time you started is the time I started reading. Well, Dustin, I've been, I've been, bow, you know, bow hunting's my my passion. It really is. I mean, up here when bow hunting is over, I, I always take the rifle out and do some hunting that way. But if if I had my druthers, I'd rather be out there with my bow and arrow, um, particularly like for turkeys and 
I mean, that's just a lot, a lot of fun, and it's uh, it gives a a bigger challenge to the game, I think. And you have to be much closer, much closer to your game. Right. And uh, you know, so I I get to use all the products that, uh, quite frankly, the the products I got to see at the uh, at the show, at the shot show. Right. So I I get to use them. Um, I don't care if it's a scent elimination product or if it's a, a scent product to attract to attract game, right up to uh, coats that are you know heated. You know, I mean, it's like like heat core. There's a coat they they that comes heated, and I'll tell you, it works great. So I mean, I get to try all this these things up here in in cold country, and uh, it's fun. A lot of fun. That's great. It's a joy of being an outdoor rider, as you and I both know. So <laughs> I do. I love it. I love you get it. It's a lot fun. of stuff to try out and, and stuff. So, you know, you and I spent a lot of time at the Shot Show uh, in Las Vegas this year, and I'm I'm a little late on getting this podcast out, but I've been planning on recording it for a while. I would just kind of like to hear, since you were the one on the on the ground doing a lot of the interviews. Uh, at Shot right. Show for our for our website fishgame.com. I wanted to kind of see what your viewpoints were of the trends in the industry and just kind of things that stood out to you as being really cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll tell you the biggest trend that I had that I saw um, in a lot of different booths that we stopped at. Uh, a lot of it's gone more technical than anything else uh, with the use of uh, smartphones, and that's gotten into the hunting field. And I think that's uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, of course, you can use a GPS, you know, which is a safety factor. People know right where you are at all times. If something goes wrong, they can find you easy enough. And uh, but I mean, there there was this one this one guy that I caught my eye. We happened to be walking by his booth. Um, I wasn't scheduled to do an interview with him or anything, but he had a uh, smartphone um, on his bow, and it was really cool. It was like uh, you could set it up to see. Uh, heat, uh, white heat, uh, red Ooh. heat, um, really cool, very, very cool. And, and you can see the animal, you can see, you know, people moving. And he, he had this whole lineup set up, and it was really, really cool. And it was just one, uh, you know, one thing that I happened to notice. It was, it was a telescope was the name of his booth. But um, it was really cool. He explained how he uses a smartphone, and he had it for, you know, wind direction. And, you know, we have all that here as well. But, uh you know, a lot of people, I think now, should get get in the habit of picking their phone up and saying, "Okay, I want to hunt this tree stand." Right. You know, let me see what the wind. Let me see what the wind's doing here. You know, and um, I think that's good because you, you know, you and I both know that if you're going to hunt whitetail deer, if the wind's blowing in your face uh, and you're in your stand, you're all right. But if the wind's blowing in your back. That's not a good thing. No, it's hard Another to trick a whitetail's Hard to trick a whitetail's nose. It's kind of like trying to trick a coyote's nose, you know. You know, um, I, I I say this. I teach the bow hunting class. I have for years, and it's funny because I always tell the students. I said, look, I said, you know, you might be able to move a little bit in the stand if the deer sees the movement. You still might get the shot. You know, if you make a little noise, they're a curious animal. You still might get the shot, but if the slightest breeze blows towards that deer and they smell human you're gonna all see why they're called white tails that's right you see that white flag wave in the air as they run off right <laughs> that's right <laughs> oh yeah we've anybody that's had a pretty amount of time for big game knows that look you know knows that feeling that's right and it just sinks that's, your heart in your chest you know so that's really right yeah yeah 
No, that's so I great. stopped at Wildlife Research Center booth when I was at the SHOT Show, um, and it was really cool. They had all these new products. They've got this spray that's called uh, Gold. I'm sure you're familiar with it. Yes. Spray it. They advertised it last year as, um, or two years ago as when you spray it, it lasts for um, 10 days. And oh, once wow. Once it's dried, it, it lasts for 10 days, so you don't have to worry about you know, your scent or anything for that. And it does work. I, I, I've tried it. It does work. So I went to his booth and I talked to them about it. And that's the first thing I said. You could see it on, on what they were filming at the SHOT Show. And I said, oh, yeah, I use this product. Uh, I said, it lasts for 10 days. And I said, I'm pretty impressed with your product. And talk, talk to me a little bit about it. And uh, he said to me, he says, well, Lou, he said, thanks for stopping by the, the booth. And he said, but I've got a surprise for you. This stuff now lasts for 20 days. <laughs> I mean, 20 days. That's great. I love it. That's great. <laughs> I mean, you spray your clothes, you saturate your clothes, which a lot of people don't do. They just right. spray a little they bit just here and there. They a little bit on, right? Out. Yeah, right. But no, you have to, they tell you you should saturate your clothes after they're washed, saturate them, and put it out on the line and let it dry. And once it's dry, you're good for 10 days. I think that's incredible. Or 20 days. 20 I think that's days. incredible. Man. The, the thing that I've noticed with, and I, I've said that you've never heard me say this before, Lou, but I've said it on the show many times, is that, you know, we're in the golden age of our of, of yeah. our era when it comes to hunting and fishing products and outdoor products and things that we generally oh, use. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it, it just seems like it can't get any better than this, but it's yeah. the new and improved versions of the next thing that's out, you know? <laughs> I mean, you know, every year, Dustin, every year they've got newer products. It's, it's really, that's the exciting thing about going to the SHOT Show. Yes. They show you all these new products that are either just out or they're coming out soon. So you get to see it before, some of the things, before they're even released, you know? Right. I think it's way cool. I mean, it's way cool. Um, Loophole, they had a... Um, we stopped at Loophold and talked to them about the product, and they had a handheld heat sensing unit. Okay, that they said could could be attached to a rifle, but you know they held it in their hand, and and I mean you could see people walking by. You can see the heat on their heads, heat on their hands as they're walking by. You know he where he walked in his uh, where the salesman walked by. He put it where he had already walked, and you could still see heat on the rug. Oh, how cool! It's, you could see like a I heat mean, signature. Yeah, it's that's... way cool, and it's it was inexpensive, and uh, you know I think it's I think it's a winner. I really do. I, I I mean, for if you're hunting in a thick area, you know where where the big boys like to like to walk, and you're hunting in a big area, and you're hunting that big buck. You know, and you've only got a, a small window to, to to release an arrow or get a shot off. You know, right. you to be able to be able to to comb with to comb the thicket with this unit, and if you see if you see something coming your way, you see heat coming your way, get ready. Yeah, you know, right. And I think it's great. You won't be surprised. I think it's really good. And finding wounded game. Sure. Come on. I mean, that absolutely, gets, uh, absolutely. That's incredible. a great idea. That's a great idea for finding yeah, it's wounded game. Animal. Especially if it's a fresh, if it's a freshly dead game, you know, animals. So that's what I mean. You'd find it. You'd find. It. I mean, I'm sure down in Texas, you, I, I don't know how they do it on the TV shows down there. They say that, uh, oh, we leave it until the morning and go after it in the morning. <laughs> well, you know, down up here where I'm from, and down there where you guys are, 
you leave it till the morning, you're bound to find about half of it. You know, right. And the coyotes the will leave you a note and say, thanks for the dinner. That's right. <laughs> thanks for They'll dinner. leave you a note. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, but uh, anyway, hey, turkey season's coming up, right? I mean, it's April. That's April's right. turkey season down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we stopped at the flambeau. We stopped at the flambeau up at the shot show. And right. they had this new unit. It was so cool. It was a turkey decoy. Um, can't think of the name of it. A spinning strut, I think was the name of it. Okay. Spinning strut. And then you attach a line to it, okay, a nylon line. It goes it goes forever. So it goes way away from your blind. And you have full control of that bird, which is really cool, the decoy. You can move it 90 degrees, and there's a stop on it. So you can go right or left 90 degrees, and it'll stop. And you can also control the tail, the fan, so it goes up oh. all the way in full strut, halfway awesome. down, or all the way down. And so the movement is the thing. And that I'm telling you, that will bring in any buck, any any um, uh, any bird. And let me tell you something. What I thought was really cool about this one, the beard in the center, you can have it all the way out like you're the boss bird, or you can push the beard in. So it's only oh. an inch out or so. So it looks like uh you know, it looks like a young Jake. Yeah. I mean I mean that is that is really cool. It's a cool design. Uh you know, really, really good. You can also use real turkey feathers if you've got a fan already made. Sure. You can put your own it's designed so you can put your own fan on the back of it. Yeah. That is really <laughs> I mean, cool. Liverpool, yeah, that I mean Flimpo really came up with that. That's a great idea. A lot of times you just think of a gun case or a bow case with flambeau, but, you know, a turkey decoy, I mean, that's that's so integrally, you know, designed and well thought out, you know. Yeah, I mean. I think that's great. It's perfect. It's perfect for this this turkey season. I mean, you know, I, I, I hope to get down there and hunt some April birds down there. Our season doesn't start until May up here. Really? Okay. uh, And I'll be, yeah, and. You know, I'll be out on the road touring with the band next uh, next fall, so I'm going to miss most of the hunting season this coming year. But uh, I want to get out there and get as much turkey hunting as I can before the rehearsals start for the tour. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. So we'll get our last final tour coming up. Uh, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. So it's, there's plenty to plan for and everything with that. But, you know, I just – back to SHOT Show, I just think that it's just an amazing, you know – combination of things when you look at all the different innovations that happened in the industry and you just named some that were that were just phenomenal you know um things yeah you know one of the things that i i wanted to bring up is uh site uh sightmark they're a company that that has a lot of optics they own the pulsar brand and uh 12 survivors and um uh southern crossbow and a bunch of brands like that they're based here in mansfield texas and they make a uh a scope called the photon and they make it in two different magnifications but it's for i think the photon 4.2 by 42 or whatever the the reticle size is it's like uh 4.99 uh it started at 5.99 but night vision for that cheap you know but a high quality night vision for that for that inexpensive i think it's very very you know just like you were saying with the leopold i thought about that yeah yeah that's pretty cool very very cool I yeah, mean, it's it's yeah. very affordable. I've got one of the ranches I work with wants to get a um, suppressed air gun and do night hog hunts with night vision. 
with air guns. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's yeah, a great cool. kind of gimmick to bring some people in. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. But stuff like That's that great. just never ceases to amaze me, you know. I mean, it's, it's just awesome. Hey, did you get to stop at the Barnett uh... – the Barnett Crossbows. I was there with you, you when you were. That booth? Yeah, I got to stop at that booth, and I own three Barnett Crossbows. Most of the listeners of this show know that I'm a big Barnett fan of crossbows, and um, yeah. and I own the BCX Buckfander Extreme, the um, Wildcat C5, which my dad has and uses for hunting up uh-huh. in Oklahoma, and then I use the uh, Raptor Reverse, which is the one of the only reverse limb crossbows that they have. So I know you That's own cool. a Barnett Crossbow too, right? Yeah, I do. I do actually. White tail hunter one, and it's. Right. Uh, I'm impressed. I really am impressed. I gotta tell you, I told the guy that when we stopped down at the booth. Uh, you know, it was so easy to put together. Um, you know, any any blind person can do it. You know, it's pretty right. simple. Right, it's relatively pretty simple straightforward. To put together. Yeah, all straightforward. It's it's great. Um, you know, that whole that whole section uh, that, that we were at that they've got. Uh, a lot of new new things out there for for the hunter. That's really really impressive impressive things. So that's cool. You've got Very like cool. Flexstone game calls was one of the ones that you reviewed in our magazine. Um, yeah, Flexstone. Yeah, I, I stopped there. I wanted to talk to a salesman about it on camera when I was down there, and uh, uh, they were just too busy with a bunch of other people. Sure. And, uh, I said it doesn't matter. I own Flexstone calls. I'll talk about it myself. Right. And I did. Right. You did a good um, video on that. Oh, they're great. I mean, you know, yeah. they, they've got one called the, the Tyne, I think it's called the Tyne, Tyne Timber or Tyne, I don't have it. Tyne Tickler now, or something uh, like that, I forget what it was, but it was a... Uh... It's a very small one that you fit in your mouth and you, you squeeze down with your teeth and uh, and blow air in it, and boy, it sounds perfect. It's nasally, you know, like a, just like a, a, a real buck would sound, you right. know, at, clo- at close range. You're not trying to... Get, you know, I'm not trying to call that buck off, you know, 200 yards away from you. This is for close range. Right. You know, when you're already at full draw or you already got your rifle up or you're at full draw and, and uh, it's walking along and you just get that, and it'll stop. Definitely it'll stop. Just enough. Walking. There you go. Just enough just to get enough your to shot have off. A bad day. Right. Yeah, just to have her a bad day for the deer. Yeah, that's a good point. That's true. Um, you yeah, also, go ahead, I'm sorry. So that's right. Yeah. That's Deer's about to have a bad day when he stops. Looks right. up, gives you the old crap eyes. You know, oh crap! Oh crap! Oh, <laughs> uh, it's funny. Well, I was also going to say that same uh, family of companies. They had the Ameristep blind, and when you were talking with Chester, which I'll feature on this show, um, the uh, the wrap up that y'all did at the end of the Facebook Live, you you couldn't remember the yeah. name of it. I was sitting there going, "Lou, it's Ameristep. It's Ameristep." But you were talking about the Ameristep blind, um, how it pops up real easily and is a good little one man, two man blind to uh, for a ground blind. Yeah. Oh, it's a great one. Yeah, it's really good. What's really cool about it is the it. There's no loud zipper to go in and out of the blind right you know what i mean how they've got most blinds have those big huge zippers that you you know when you go in and out you've got to unzip and zip down and it makes a lot of racket right they came up with this blind now that just it's once you once you pop it open it's so rigid one of the corners is open you just lift it open and walk in and lift it back shut no noise at all and um, the windows the windows on it were really cool because they go up halfway, all the way. Oh, that's There's neat. no Velcro. There's no noisy Velcro inside it. I mean, I, I used it this year, and it was it was great in the field. 
Oh, that's great. awesome. Yeah. I just kind of think yeah, when, really. when whoever designed Velcro for hunting applications must not be a hunter. You know, it is the noisiest <laughs> stuff exactly. you could possibly use in the woods. I mean, that's the thing I never understood with people uh, getting out there and doing, you know, doing things like blinds with a lot of Velcro on them. I'm like, you know, or, or like, you know, uh, backpacks or uh, what do you call it? Um, you know, fanny packs or whatever you wear out in the woods that have right. Velcro on them. Right. I mean, they're, they're the most least conducive, you know, most distracted oh, thing out there. You know, you've been at this longer oh, than I terrible. have, so you know what I mean. You know what I ended up doing? You know what I, <laughs> you know what I ended up doing What's before? That? When, when the Velcro was on the on the on the releases that you mm-hmm. had to put on, and if it had to be readjusted, so you had to undo the Velcro and right. tighten up the release a little bit. You know, made a racket. Here you tree stand, and when you do it, I would always have a grunt call in my mouth. Oh yeah, and do when that I, while when you're... I went to move. I go. Bah. <laughs> <laughs> I would make a crunch sound. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know, anything that sounded like, okay, there's an animal. It's not really. You That's know, not really Velcro a human adjusting his Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> That's a brilliant idea, Lou. <laughs> so, yeah, well, you know, got to do something. Got to do something. You got to well, do something. Go. That's right. Oh, oh my gosh. Man, it's funny. That's funny. Oh, hey, did you get to stop at the Under Armour booth? No, I didn't. Tell me about that. Oh man, they've got they've got some new camel uh, Under Armour, which is great. I mean, I always thought Under Armour just came like in the uh, in the uh, you know the, the uh, light nylon outfits, you know, right. I mean, either tight or loose that would uh, take away your uh, your sweat. Actually, you know what I mean? Right. Soak up your sweat. Wick, so you yeah, wick your sweat. Woods. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but they've got these camel outfits that fit over that now. And I did, uh, you have to look at that video. I did a video on it. It was really, really cool. He did, uh, and they have it for women as well. Camel women outfits and, uh, Great. Re- really nice stuff. Nice, nice stuff. Really cool. They've responded yeah, well was, to the hunting, kind of to the hunting, to the hunting. They were the last, they were, I think there was the last booth I ended up going to with oh, okay. the Under Armour. I almost missed it, actually. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I mean, they but, got some, uh, definitely some innovations. And that's the thing about camo clothing or just hunting clothing, period, is uh, you will agree with me. I learned this from Chester many years ago. I've urban bow hunted for a number, a number of years, Lou, and I think I've told you that. But um, mm-hmm. uh, I hunt out of ground blinds, and the best way to dress, and I've talked about this on the show before, the best way to dress in a ground blind is in black, you know, because you've got a black oh, interior. Yeah. Um, oh, it's yeah. not the hottest, sexiest looking camo in the world. It's, uh, it's just to match your, match your surroundings. And in that case, right. you know, it's to, it's to kind of black yourself out. Um, yeah. but I kind of yeah. think that's that the camo companies have done a lot with, uh, with, with the, um, with the quality of clothing that we wear. My camo is a lot more comfortable to wear now. And, uh, Under Armour is mm-hmm. definitely a good example of, of that kind of stuff going on. And it's quiet. It's nice and yeah, quiet. Yeah, it's quiet. That was the other really, thing. Really, really nice stuff up there. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Chester, I think Chester had a, a did a uh, an article in Texas Fishing Game where they showed his picture. He was in in a blind, dressed like a ninja. Yes, that's where <laughs> yeah. I learned that from. All you could ninja see are his style. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I remember cool. seeing All that you too. <laughs> You can only see his eyes. It was really cool. Really cool. That's true camouflage yeah. right there. It's just blacked out, you know, and just uh, and hidden from the deer like that. So it's uh, it's important uh, not to wear a white shirt and a black hunting blind. So, Hey, Dustin, did you, you know, talking about blinds and, and blending in, 
I still did the nature blinds thing. Yes. Were you with me when I, I saw did that, that video though? I didn't. I wasn't with you, but I saw that video. That is really cool. Oh, it's way cool! It's way cool! It's for the people that are listening. It's uh, it looks like a it looks like a tree. It looks like a tree stump, a huge tree stump that you can climb in. And again, the windows are you can open the windows. They're quiet from the inside. Really, really, it's a cool setup. It really is. And. Uh, it, it, the only disadvantage of it is it's so big, you need a truck to bring it into right. the woods where you want to hunt, you know. But, but um, it'll last. Well, I once mean, it's there, it's there. Those things will last a lifetime, I think. The way the, they're built, they're kind of roto-molded or they're they're molded out of oh, solid yeah. construction. And, and they, uh, they, they blend in really well. They even make a feeder. I don't know if you saw that there. They make a feeder that looks I like did. a tree stump. Uh, they had that I at the show, that. and I I was with them when Chester filmed with them last year at Shot Show 2016, yeah. and um, I was really impressed. I mean, you you it has its windows and everything, but they're really you know really blended in well, and um, yeah. nature blinds are just are just great. They're a little pricey for having something that that you're not going to hunt in a lot, you know. But I think they're yeah. worth the money because you put it there; it's there for life. It really is. It's there for life. That's right. I mean, you make your racket, get it where you want. Specifically, if you've got your own spot hunt that's there right. year in and year out. You know what I mean? Yes. And you can just leave it there and uh, you don't have to worry about it. Believe me, no one's going to go in there and, and uh, walk off with your blind. That's for darn sure. You know, that just is not going to happen with this. That's right. They'd have to, you know, they'd have to really uh, make a big effort to get there. Yeah, they'd blind. have to get a flatbed truck to, to get that thing out of there. But, yeah, it's 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 more permanent. It's good for, you know, long-term leases. It's good for property that you own that you hunt on a regular basis. And yeah. uh, But it's, yeah. it's convenient. They're nice. They, uh, they, they're comfortable to sit in. You know, you can pretty much bring whatever you want to as far as chair and heater or whatever else in there. And uh, yeah. I just think it's a great idea. Uh, there's a podcast yeah. I listened to with the owner of that company. I think his name is Tim. Um, he um, he did a uh, he he did a pod- his story is really neat. It's a good Christian story, but it's also a story about mm-hmm. faith. Um, and mm-hmm. there's a there's a podcast on the Wild Game Hunting podcast, which isn't around anymore. But there you can go back in the archives and listen to his uh, story. You know, it's just a really it touches your heart the way that company got started. So that's another thing. Oh I want wow. To mention. It's a very sweet, wow, uh, cool. very cool guy that owns it for sure. Hey, so. I want to mention this too while we're thinking, while we're talking about you know people walking off with things in the woods. Um, you know, in my in my bow and hunting classes that I teach, I always ask a, a young kid in the crowd, I say, you know, would you take anything from your mother without her knowing about it? He said, no. How about your father? Would you take anything from your father? He said, no. And I'm look. I said, why? And I'm looking for an answer, like, because he's my family. It's my family. I wouldn't do that. You know, I'm looking for that answer. He says, because he'd kill me. <laughs> <laughs> he'd kill me. Said, well, Dad does okay. not mess around. <laughs> you know, he's not, yeah. I, okay, well, he's trying to teach you that you don't take from your family members. You don't take from anybody. Like, right. no, without the mask, you just don't take anything. I said, and right now, we belong to a hunting family here. This yes. is our family now. And I said, and it, it's horrible that you have to keep honest people honest and get out there and lock your stands in place. Right. you got to lock your cameras Game in Game cameras, right. I said, you shouldn't have to do that, you know, in, 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 our, in our world. You shouldn't have to do that. And it's, you know, well, I tell it's... the people, I said, look, just, just you know, if you're, if you're, if you're in a 
a tree stand. If you come walking up, you see a tree stand there. That's not your stand. Leave it alone. Right. You know, just leave it alone. If you if you have a camera, you walk up. There's a camera there. You know, smile for the camera and just keep on walking. Right. You know, you know, you got to keep doing that. You think of it as your hunting family because uh, it's an awful feeling. I had a I had a, a nice gift for my my son Adam. Uh, a real nice gift, uh, very expensive camera, and uh, it wasn't in the woods two weeks, and it was gone. Wow, was and gone. you really run into that. I mean, Texas is 97 to 96, 96 to 97 percent privately owned, but you run into that a lot. Yeah. I've got some friends of mine and some that have even been on this podcast that um, hunt public land quite a bit or government land or whatever the oh. case may be, and that's where that stuff is rampant. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where you really run into people stealing your stuff yeah. and, and walking off with what, what used to be yours and um, yeah, you know, I mean, I had somebody steal. I had somebody steal uh, my safety straps out of my tree stand. My oh, hang on tree no. stand. You really need those safety straps. Yeah, I climbed in the stand in the, in the dark. I climbed in the stand on opening day, and it was wobbly and shaky. I says, "What the heck is going on?" I turned my flashlight. I'm looking a little closer, and the straps are gone. Oh no! <laughs> oh man! You know, you really need to, to risk somebody's life for a five dollars strap. Is it right. worth it? And come right. on. Boy, but and, you know, yeah, it's the way life is sometimes. One thing I wanted to now that you mentioned tree stands real quick, and I don't want to keep you too long, but I basically wanted to say one of the things I honor you for is I always try to bring up things that I honor the guests that I have on the show for is tree stand safety. We don't hunt with a lot oh, of tree yeah. stands here in Texas, but when we do. Um, you know, wearing a harness and stuff is something you're a big proponent of, and I honor you for that because I don't think enough outdoor riders bring that point home enough. Oh, yeah, that's a big, big, big thing. I mean, you know, you you can slip and fall from a stand so fast, and, you know, it's it's the veteran hunter out there that says it's never going to happen to me. That's the one you got to worry about. That's right. Because he, he, you know, he slips, he falls, he whatever, and you're, if you fall 18 feet out of a stand, you know, and crawl away with a broken arm and a couple broken legs, consider yourself lucky. I mean, you've had because, some stories uh, in your columns that are just, that are just mm-hmm. gut-wrenching of, of people True. that have, that have, um, yep. that have fallen from them, that they're disabled for weeks, yep. they can't go to work, they can't be there for their family. I mean, there are a lot of detrimental things that can happen if you don't take safety first, you know? Oh, you can, you know, you can get online and you can, you can sit in the put tree stand safety accidents online oh, you know yeah. and you could see you google it and you can see there's this one guy in particular who's uh a professional hunter and uh he he and his he and his buddy they they you know hunt and they film their hunts okay and they've got the big tv cameras so they've got to go up quite a ways you know at least 20 feet up in the air right and uh or more and uh, these big cameras, they strap around it. They strap around the arm, the uh, tree, and then they there's this big arm that comes out and holds the camera. Right. And uh, he says he he had the camera that day. He climbed up in the tree, got his camera all harnessed in, you know, ready to go. And then he never harnessed himself in. Mm. And the stand slipped and fell, and he fell out out of the stand. And he's a paraplegic. Oh my goodness! Right now. He's wow! Done. He's yeah, there's the rest of your life in front of you. You know, and it's that's it. It's not you know, the highest be, because of, life. of a because of a, a foolish little incident that took you know seconds, milliseconds. You know, he forgot to do this, and then he was a veteran hunter. You know, and it happens. 
It mm-hmm. happens. So I always, I always stress to the people: make sure that's the first thing you do before you bring your firearm up in that stand. Right. Strap yourself, Strap yourself in. in. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad. Absolutely. I, that's one thing I've not talked about is is. Uh, I talk about a lot of different subjects around hunting, but you know, when we talk about bow hunting, I'm mainly a ground hunter, but I know you're a big tree stand yep. guy. And I know there are a lot of folks in right. Texas and wherever this podcast is heard that are, that are tree stand folks. And I definitely want to, um, you know, want to honor you for that message for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, listen, um, Dustin, I got to get going here, but, okay. uh, I appreciate the call, man. It's, it's a great conversation. Appreciate you. Thanks so much for being on the show. And there he goes, ladies and gentlemen, another awesome guest in the Best of the Outdoors podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and checking this out. Uh, another note to please subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Please tell a friend about the show. Uh, please check out our website, fishgame.com, and subscribe to Texas Fish and Game Magazine if you haven't done so already. We are always looking to uh, broaden our audience and get some new readers, especially uh, some of the young readers that we have in the digital world. We have an app for Texas Fishing Game that a lot of folks may not know about that has a lot of news and kind of uh, refers back to our website as far as the news feed goes. And uh, you can also access the podcast there or follow the follow the app to the podcast on the web. Uh, on the website and uh, you can also read the magazine on the app uh, it's really digitally uh, oriented and very very well done with multimedia extras and that kind of stuff and a thing to keep in mind is this uh, March issue that's coming up I've mentioned this before on the show I've got two articles coming out one called Carpe Diem which is about bow fishing for carp which is a pretty fun article to write <laughs> that I wrote and um I, uh, another one called uh, Air Gunning for Hogs and Exotics, or, or Air Gun Hunting for Hogs and Exotics, which is one that I've written with uh, the help of a lot of folks from uh, the big bore air gun world, and um, a lot of fun that I've had with the Air Force Air Gun Texan that I have, uh, that I've been lucky to own and uh, shoot a lot, and uh, took a hog back in December that I mentioned on the show. Uh, that I've got the video on my YouTube channel if you want to go check that out, and um, got that on Air Force Air Guns website as well. So, want to definitely plug that uh, for the March issue coming out. Okay, thanks so much for checking us out and tuning in, and have an awesome day in the outdoors. Mm-hmm.